Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, folks. This is Terry with another Terry's Mysterious Moments. Welcome to the show, and thank you for listening. I have some interesting stories tonight. Uh, oddly enough, all of them from Texas, and all some of them from San Antonio. So, listen closely. You may hear something you know about. I read a story on a local paranormal Facebook page by a lady named Carol. Carol talked about she lived in some apartments in the northwest part of San Antonio and a few years back this is reading what she said a few years back my daughter and granddaughter who was four who lived with me at the time had a friend in their son who was five over. I was watching the two kids playing and running from kitchen to living room to hallway and back. They did this a few times when all of a sudden the little boy comes crying from the kitchen. I asked what happened. I already had my suspicions. He said some boy popped out from the pantry. I asked what he looked like. He said he had feathers from his head and some weird outfit that looked like a dress. Little do they know, behind my apartments, one of the local universities were doing excavations on Indian burial grounds for their classes. I later contacted Carol over Messenger, and I wanted to talk to her about this story. Maybe there was some more to it that I could add to this story and tell it for her. Well, I asked her, I said, when you said the little boy came crying out of the kitchen, you had your suspicions. Was the little pantry boy a repetitive occurrence? She said, no, but I had several occurrences of an adult Indian showing up. That was the first with the little Indian boy. She goes on to say, one of my grandchildren has seen the adult and tried to feed him her pasta. I saw her raise her fork to the air and say, just try it. I asked her what she was doing and she said, feeding the man with the feather head. Another time my grandson ran crying to me and said the man with some tails on his head pulled his shirt. I asked why. He said because he was yelling at his brother and the man was shaking his finger at him. 
She says she did hear the two brothers fighting. So I asked her about the tails on his head. I said, could that be pigtails? And she said, no, she believes it's feathers. So we have a little Indian boy with feathers on his head and an older Indian man with feathers on his head. She goes on to tell me, I've also had a mischievous spirit. I had to put my jewelry down. I, I'm sorry, I had put my jewelry down on a spot on my dresser, like I always do. Sometimes I would find it in the bathroom, on the counter, on the TV, on the bookshelf. So, I'm thinking that, this is me talking, not her, I'm thinking that maybe the little Indian boy that popped out of the pantry is the mischievous spirit. But there's no, no connection of that. There's no evidence of that. That's just my thoughts. Now, back to her story. I asked her, so there, these were all natives, all Native Americans. And she said, I believe they were. My ex-son-in-law found out that the woods behind us was used for excavation by one of the local universities for some class thing. He actually found something that looked like burial mounds. She says, I wished I would have kept the pictures. On these mounds, there were certain flowers growing on them and nowhere else around. She said, this happened about 12 to 13 years ago. But said she had most of the act activity was in her apartment said she had TVs going on and off and other things. She says she's got more stories for me, so I'll get back with Carol on that. Carol, that was a great story. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking with you about that because it just it kept me interested and kept me asking questions. And I think that that's just a wonderful story. It's uh it's just great. I mean, it's it's that kind of story that you want to hear about. So, let's move on to another story that happened in San Antonio. Another contributor to this uh, San Antonio Paranormal website uh, Facebook page is named Dina or Deanna. Her story goes like this. Here is one of my experiences. Several years ago, my kids and I were staying at my mother's home. She lives here in San Antonio in a subdivision that has a creek across the street from it, from her house. It was about 5 a.m. I let our dog out into the front yard and was standing out there with her. The dog ran behind me and was cowering behind my legs. Something caught my eye across the creek. It was large. I guess about six to eight feet tall, and it was running down the creek. It was dark out, but that thing was darker and I could tell it wasn't a jogger. As I watched this thing run, I got a really bad, sickening feeling. I will never forget what I saw or the feeling I got from it. I messaged Deanna to ask her for permission to use this story and talked with her a little bit more about it 
and I asked her how did it run like a man upright or like a dog on fours and she said it was on all fours I asked if it had a tail she said not that she could see and I asked her again how big it was she she repeated six to eight feet at the shoulder you know or, or from the ground up that's a pretty big critter but to run on all fours I don't know anything that would be that large and stand that tall at the shoulders there were suppositions told to her by friends of what they thought it might have been but she kind of dismissed them and I tend I tend to believe her uh, that this was just a really weird thing that she saw and for her to feel bad about it and had to have a bad feeling about it may just be something about the the neighborhood and the the area that she's in because we talked a little bit further about it and and I believe that another person connected with this uh Facebook page has said that they had a bad experience over in that part of the of town too so I don't know what it was. Uh, I'd like to know. I'd like to go over there and, and sit one night or one morning and see if we see it again. But that's all the information I have on that. And thank you, Dana, for, for uh, giving me that story and allowing me to use it. And I really hope I said your name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, that's why I said it both ways. Um, we have another story from central texas this story is from a friend of mine i went to junior college with years ago and her name is mary and she tells a story about her grandmother she says my grandmother was alma kurtzman and she lived on a farm around the carmine lagrange area in central texas when she was 12 years old her sister caroline who would have been about six years old, was very ill and had been sick in bed with the Spanish influenza that was sweeping through the area. This was in a little farmhouse with pasture land all around. One morning, around dawn, Alma woke to a noise outside her bedroom window, and it was little Caroline. Caroline said, Look at me, Alma. I'm well. I can run. And with that, little Caroline turned and ran down the path away from the house. Alma was so happy and excited, she ran outside, still in her cotton nightdress, and looked for Caroline, but couldn't find her. She called Caroline's name until her mother, my great-grandmother, called her inside the house. Alma told her that little Caroline was somewhere outside, and her mother said no. Caroline was in the house and still in her little bed. She had just recently passed away sometime just before dawn. Alma couldn't believe it, but it was true. Little Caroline's body was still tucked into her sweet little bed. Alma's mother always told her that it was a dream she had or wishful thinking. But Alma grew to be an old woman who was never afraid of death because years earlier, her little sister had given her a precious gift, a glimpse of a death 
that is really a beginning and knows no sickness or disease. Thank you for sharing that with me, Mary. She shared that early on when I was still doing part of the Real Paranormal Activity um, podcast. And I, I just thought that was a lovely story of hope in sadness. And that's great. Thank you, Mary, very much for sharing that with me. I appreciate it. Since we're talking about Central Texas, I'll tell you a ghost story, or what I assume is a ghost story, from Giddings. A friend of mine back in the early 80s, one of the guys that ran around with us, told this story, and he was visibly shaken when he told it to us. He told us the morning after it happened. He was going home one night, late, and Giddings is one of those small towns that doesn't really have a nightlife except on weekends and sometimes during the summer. Place where they say that they roll up the sidewalks at 5 p.m. Well, this young man lived behind the city park and not wanting to go exactly straight home, he took a drive through the city park, which is not a big park. So he was driving around and as he got to the back of the park, he saw something in white in front of him on the side of the road. And as he got closer, he realized it was a, a woman walking on the side of the road wrapped in white, like a white sheet. And as he got closer to her, he, he thought, you know, hey, she kind of looks cute from the back, so I'll stop and see if she needs a ride home. Forgive him, he was a young man, and that's not really unheard of. So he rolled down his passenger window, and as he slowed down to talk to her and stopped, he said she turned around and looked at him with such a hateful look and she was soaking wet now there's no water in this area there's no pool at the park there's no creek running behind it no reason she would be soaking wet but says so she gave him such a hateful look that he just put the gas to it and went on home like I said, when he told us the next day, he was so visibly shaken that we believed everything he said because he, he had the reaction of someone who had been frightened terribly. Well, those are my stories for the night. I hope you enjoyed them. Remember, you can write to me at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com or Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com or Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook. 
If you have a story you would like me to read, a story you'd like me to tell, an incident that you want to share, something odd, something weird, we'll talk about it. I'll read the story for you. I appreciate you listening. And that's all for this week. Good night.